Welcome to Cancelled. This is it. The final three episodes of <laughs> a show that I am very glad to have watched. Yeah. Like, I'm happy. Like, a lot of times when I do this show, I end up having to watch like 20 episodes of a show that I just can't ever get that time back. Yeah. Uh, this was a hot nine, a hot nine episodes. This was sad. It was sad because I guess they didn't know it was going to end. Clearly, there's like, so you're I, just like, oh man. There was clearly more coming, but also like a little bit of resolution. Some. Kind of a little bit. Some. We'll get to it. We'll get to episode nine in a minute. That's Carlton. Well, Costa Carlton, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. Going pretty good. A little sad about seeing the end of this show, though. I know. I want more. Um,. Did you also watch it immediately before, like, I just finished yeah, it, like, I, 10 minutes ago? I kind of <laughs> just finished it, like, not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just trying to sit with, you know, my man Prophet. Because, and it also feels like what I, why I'm so disappointed that it's over is 7 and 8 felt like they were ramping up fucking serious. Like, shit yeah. was getting weird. Like, yeah. getting weirder than normal. And then... We kind of get into episode nine. It just feels a little lackluster, and then it's over. So yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Not really like the season finale that you hope for, but it kind of sets up like, oh, season two though. We're gonna get this thing. Going yeah, yeah, hot yeah, yeah, yeah. And get it going. Just yeah, it leaves a lot of mystery, a lot of things coming in, and they kind of get a handle by the last uh, episode. All the characters like they kind of get rid of you know. There's there's just yeah. There's some like superfluous shit kind of goes away. Yeah, stuff's kind of figured like kind of so, put in a place of somewhat stability. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, let's jump into episode seven. Uh, based on the previously on, I was like, oh, we're getting a Gale episode because there's yeah. a lot of Gale shit in the previously on, and we do get a Gale episode of uh, sorts. A hell of a Gale episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> um, but also we get. A weird episode with uh the, the so G and G at this point are just criminals. Yeah, right? pretty much. They're, they're just, flat out criminals. They deal with the worst scum of all kind of all of the world. They are selling illegal missile parts to the Chinese and not like like the CEO is one hundred percent in. Like he's in on it. Like he's part of the crime. You know what I yeah. mean? So yeah, it's just a criminal organization at this point, which I found interesting. And also that Chaz now knows when some criminal shit needs to get handled, you just go to Jim Profit. Yeah, he knows. He he can always get it handled. I don't know. I, I, and there, I mean, I hate that they that they always have to work with a criminal organization. But why do they always have to work with like? an Asian criminal organization that works by the docks. Like, why, 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 why can't they work on the mainland? Why can't they work somewhere? <laughs> somewhere inside the city. Yeah. No, they're all, the, this company that all, by the way, very powerful, yeah. buying missile parts from underneath the U.S. government, also just has to work at the docks. Right? <laughs> yeah. Is that a great cover? Is that is that what it is? Is that... Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, I didn't get that either. Uh, um, I also don't understand why no one in this ju- in this writing can possibly do anything technolo- like technologically <laughs> yeah. that isn't dumb as shit. No, literally. So they so they're selling missile parts. The missile parts, but what they also really want, what the Japanese want, is this chip that's supposed to be able to hack any computer. Yeah. Right? There's this brilliant scientist, Dr. Batewell, who's working on it. Uh, but the chip is just called Ultra Chip. Yeah, that's that's what a brilliant scientist does. He makes things easy on the consumer. It's so it's, dumb. It's the Ultra Chip. <laughs> like, it, 
Also, why is it branded? This is not a thing <laughs> you can just sell. It's not going to be at Best Buy. Like, this is some shit you make for a government. Like, this is spy technology. It's so stupid. Uh, yeah, I laughed very hard when I saw Ultra Chip. Um, but here's what's crazy to me, too. So, Chaz, the CEO, knows just to go when some criminal shit needs to get handled, mm. you go to profit. Yep. Somehow the Japanese also know this yeah. because they task him with getting the chip from Batewell. Batewell used to work for G&G, and he left because of a sexual harassment lawsuit that was filed by Gale. By Gale. Ooh. And, like, it wasn't... I don't mean to. I don't want to make a light of sexual harassment. It is a serious problem in the workplace. Mm-hmm. But this dude's sexual harassment seemed to also be like what? Like yeah. Like it wasn't just like uh, he was a stalker. He was a full on stalker. Yeah. Right. He was kind of yeah. crazy. He wasn't just like making uh, uncomfortable comments, constantly asking her out. He's like a molesting her in the office, showing up at her house all hours of the night and calling shit. twenty, thirty times. Yeah, yeah, full on craziness. But he's also a guy who at one point goes like so profit because he's a wild asshole. Goes to uh, Gail and is like, I need you to call him and be like. I was wrong about the sexual harassment. I actually wanted you, blah, blah, blah. She's mm-hmm. like, that's, she's like, I, it took me years to get that man out of my life. I don't want to, I want any part of this. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, at one point, he goes, okay, you know, yeah, look, I don't, you know, I will never make you do anything you don't want to do. Why don't you go see your mother? And I was like, ooh, <laughs> you creepy motherfucker. Like, he's good at like, the, like, yeah, letting the those weak, threats. The, the weak spot. Meanwhile, though, this is uh, Bobby's still in play, and I kind of forgot a little bit about Bobby and her side story. Bobby know? is very much in play, yeah. and Bobby is also uh, Bobby is trying to break up Chaz's marriage yeah. so that she can get in there. The, but the big, the big Grayson, right? CEO but Grayson. The CEO Grayson won't leave the wife because it'll the the prenup is too strong. Mm-hmm. Right? He'll lose everything. Mm-hmm. So she, so Bobby. Pretends to be Eleanor and starts a, a lesbian affair with his ex, with his wife. Yeah, gets and, and like in a way to try to split them up. So like, oh, if she falls, I'll make her fall in love with me, get her to leave him, and then I'll just dump her and go with him. You know, sometimes the scripts, the script writing is so great because it provides a lot of mystery. And sometimes I think they're just pulling from just like porn. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like what like i, I first of all how, like it, it, he finds out that that uh that uh mr grayson's wife is possibly gay from prophet who just pulls up a picture of 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 his wife current wife and like her lit teacher professor yeah. right which we just we just glossed over that it's just like yeah it was an article i read in the poems that she had a love affair with her with her english teacher and it's like okay uh, so the the the, the, the Mrs. Grayson, mm-hmm. the wife, uh, is currently trying to be a writer. Apparently, mm-hmm. she go. He says like, I don't care. It's cheaper than when she pretended to be an architect. So apparently, she just every so often picks a new thing that she's going to throw herself into. Which? How do you pretend to be an architect? Doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> I, no, like she's pretending to be a writer. Okay, she's <laughs> writing terrible poems. That's a thing. You can't just show up with like a pencil behind your ear and shit. Hard hat. Yeah. We're building this right now. All right. There's yeah, code. Yeah, you got to yeah, learn. Yeah, There's yeah. things. There's well, you got to at least learn how to like do the little blueprint stuff. Like, I so, don't know. so this is happening. Uh, meanwhile, Pete, 
Grayson, the younger Grayson, is mm-hmm. pretending to go to rehab. He's mm-hmm. been pretending to be drunk this whole time. Yep. Meanwhile, well, not this whole time. We find out he's been sober for two months. Yep. But uh, he's pretending to do that while he's actually working on the hostile takeover with Sykes and the child molester McLean who molested yeah. Pete's wife. Now, Pete doesn't know about that. Doesn't know about the child molesting. Doesn't know about the child molesting, which I kind of thought he did and i was like this whole time i was like this guy's a real dickhead if he's just working with this person he knows molested his fucking wife uh not the case so that's happening uh prophet has to get the uh chip away from the scientist creepy stalker scientist guy get it to the japanese so because the fbi are going to raid the office because they know they're working with these Japanese selling missile parts, but yep. if they can get this out, he can figure out how to get them out from underneath the, the FBI or whatever. Meanwhile, Sykes is calling his FBI buddy because he's following, he's on this shit too. There's so much shit going on. So much. Um, so much. And then at the same time, there's also just, like, at one point, they they kept cutting, so, like, Prophet is calling the scientist, mm-hmm. and, like, they, he's at, like, a... <laughs> He's at his desk, and it's just, like, 90 computer monitors. But they're also just old-ass CRT computer monitors. Yeah. It doesn't look high-tech at all. Like, it just looks dumb. Uh, and then when they cut – so he's sitting there at his desk on the first call. Then the second time, when she – I think it's when he – the second time he calls him. Yeah. He's just – the scientist is just on a giant rocking horse for no yeah, reason. Yeah, he's just rocking back and forth. It does – I was Pondering. like, I kind of hoped – like they would just keep cutting back to him in weirder, yeah, weirder yeah. scenarios in his house. He's just like in a race car bed or just like weird shit. Because uh, that definitely – I was like, why is he doing that? And then at one point he's like on the phone with her and he's throwing darts. But you don't see what he's throwing darts at except for the one that goes directly into the camera in this really shitty CGI. Uh, and I was the whole, when that's happening, I'm like, oh, he's throwing darts at a picture of her. There's no mm-hmm. way he's not throwing a dart at a picture of her. We finally reveal he's absolutely throwing darts at a picture yeah, of her of course, later yeah. on. That's that's what he's been doing for the, the, the past 200 days that he hasn't talked Something about. Something like the 200 days. <laughs> yeah, right. I had to restrain myself for 200 days because he's not allowed contact with her or whatever. Um but so when he goes, so Prophet tells uh, Gail, "Go see your mom." She goes to visit her mom in the hospital. The Prophet's just there. there. He beats her there. He's that there. is so creepy. <laughs> and she, he goes like, "I come and check on her sometimes." Uh, he goes like, "Yo, I come and check on her sometimes." And uh, uh, he's like, "She's like, what happened to the bed?" He's like, "Oh, I moved it closer to the window. I thought it'd be nicer for her or whatever." And he just like knows all the shit. And she's like, oh, that's kind of nice. Like, she, like, yeah. takes it as not a threat. She uh, takes it as, like, a nice thing he's doing. No, don't move my mom. All right. <laughs> don't be shocked. Why yeah, are you visiting my mom? Who, who's allowing you in here? You're not on the list. Like, <laughs> I actually thought that that was going to be a moment. Like, they were going to do something with Gail where she was like, okay, this I did everything to protect my mom, but this is too much. He's yeah. threatening my mom. And we might see, like, a lean the other side. Not at all. She goes more in at this point. So he convinces her that she has to to go on this date with him, but the mm. date's just going to be at his house. Yeah, she's supposed to drug him. Uh, well, my man was like, he, he she has to go to his house because he is post automobile. Well, he tells her, "Pick me up. I'm post automobile. Pick me up at eight. And I was like, I don't even know. He just doesn't drive. Yeah, I guess, there's but no like, cars. I mean, he's a he's a the, the underground missile technician, dude. All right? He's also a billionaire. Yeah. Like he's clearly very rich, supposedly. Right, this mansion that he lives in. Uh, but it's also like somehow secured by like defense department technology or some shit. So yeah. like, there's no other way to get in, but other than being like invited, which is why she's got to go on this fake date. So he shows, she's like, "So where do you want to eat or whatever?" And he's like, "Here, maybe later. C- 
come in. He's like the creepiest <laughs> shit in the world. <laughs> yeah, he's very, he's very, very At much. which point, he takes out some weird-ass drug that I don't know what it's supposed to be. He likes... You ever see somebody who's passed out and they do, like, smelling sauce like yeah. in a movie or whatever? He, like, snaps this weird tube and inhales it, and then he's, like, all crazy. Uh, and he just starts trying to fuck her right there on the spot, like but, like, aggressive. Like, not, yeah. like, okay. Not, not cool, not and cool she's way. like, no. And he's like, that's not a word I like to hear. Yeah. And then she goes, no, you hear me wrong. Pull my hair harder. I was like, that's... That's, not, that's that, you didn't, those, those words don't sound alike. He didn't hear you wrong. That's weird. Uh, she tells him to do another fucking snapper. He does. And then she just bashes his head of a fucking statue or whatever and knocks him out. I was very... When that happened, I was like, good for you fucking Gail. Like, yeah, Gail, I, Gail's kind of a badass at this point. There's a couple moments in these episodes where I'm like, oh, Prophet is going too far. Mm-hmm. But then it turns out he's not really... I mean, he is. Everything he does is going too far, right? Yeah. But like... With this, I was like, oh, he's going to make Gail fuck the dude that was stalking her. That's not, like, that's shitty. I don't want him to be, there's multiple times in this episode where I'm thinking he's going to throw Gail under the bus. Yeah. And, like, let her take the rap for some shit. And yeah. he doesn't. And that makes, like, if he had, it would be, I wouldn't like him anymore. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, I'd be like, no, that's you too feel- much. You're Now you're yeah. a, a straight villain, even though you are a straight villain. Yeah. You're not, like, a anti-hero. You're just a bad guy at that point. But instead, he does the usual prophet thing of taking down the, the real villains <laughs> in the most uh, in the most unconventional ways. Yeah. So she bashes his head in, and then she's, like, looking at the chip on the computer. More terrible lingo. So much bad computing. He tells her, like, at one point, she's like, he goes, uh, turn on the computer. She's like, what if there's an alarm? And he goes, don't worry about it. So she turns on the computer and there's a big alarm. It just comes up on the screen. Warning! Warning! And it's just saying that over and over. So he, like, tells her the code. Mm-hmm. And she's like, how did you know that? And he said, oh, well, the scientist guy, when he worked for G&G, designed all the security stuff. So we, it's the same security. We just know all the passwords. So it's just, like, not how passwords work. Yeah, that's not, how, that's, that's not, that's not it. That's, but you know what? They, they, they get it and they figure out this chip. The ultra chip, the major chip, the big chip. Ain't shit. Yeah, it don't work. The fucking chip don't work. He's been he's been bullshitting this whole time, which I also kind of liked. Yeah, I was like, that's an interesting turn. That the the, the guy that they're like, he's not just a bad guy and that he's like a piece of shit, creepy stalker guy. Mm-hmm. He's also just lying about being like a, a scientist. I guess I don't know. He's just been faking this chip the whole time. Uh, but I do like when Gail. So for some reason, Gail's there the whole night. Yeah, like for, yeah. she. I don't know why it took that long to steal the chip or whatever, but. Yeah, so she's got to do some shit with the computer to steal the chip, uh, run a diagnostic or whatever. So she wakes up. So the next morning, he comes to on on the ground where she knocked him unconscious. Like, he has not moved. Big-ass bruise on his forehead. And he's like, what's happening? She goes, oh, baby, you really fucking rocked my world or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, why am I on the floor in incredible pain? What are you talking about? And she's like, oh, you threw your head back when you, you know, you knocked yourself unconscious. And she's like, gotta go, bye. And just takes off like that. She literally goes, all right, gotta go. And just, I, it was such a weird Gale performance. Yeah. Like, she clearly enjoyed. But, you know, at least she didn't have to do anything with that creepy dude. I was happy to see that. Yeah, for very sure. Happy. I didn't want that. Yeah. I didn't want that at all. Very, very um, happy. But also, at that when she's <laughs> after she knocks him out, we see Prophet at the computer because she's called him. And his computer does the, like, virtual tour of the office thing, but yeah. of just of this, this guy's has, house, too? Who has what the is, super security? What program is this? I don't understand. <laughs> what is he doing? What, what program is, is giving the 3D model inside somebody's house? That made me... That was so weird to me. Um, uh, so that's when they... So Gail comes back to the office. She's got the chip in hand. Uh, and 
I guess she's talking to Prophet about it, and she like locks it up. Yeah, she puts it in a locked thing on her desk, like mm-hmm. a locked cabinet at her desk. He's like, better lock that. And then fucking c- computer guy shows up with his lawyer, and she's like, he's like, hey, idiots, I know what you did. It's so funny to me, yeah. too, that he just shows up like, she stole my thing, he put her up to it, yeah. I know everything immediately, because it's the most obvious fucking thing in the world, right? Pretty much, yes. Um, He's like, here's my, uh, uh, these are all, like, here's like the, like, You've been served. Here are your papers or whatever. I want my shit back. This is my lawyer. This is going to be a long criminal process. So while he's looking at the shit, Prophet's just like, hey, I know the chip doesn't work and you've been defrauding the U.S. government. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe knock this shit off or whatever. And look, Because he literally – how they play it is like Jim's playing it like, oh, I have no idea what you're talking about, but you're mm-hmm. welcome to look anywhere you want. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, oh, this is locked. And he goes, oh, give her the key, Gail. And I was like, he's throwing Gail under the fuck – because he told him to put it in there. He yeah. locked it, told him to lock it. Now he's trying to give the key. I was like, god damn it. And he, they do a voiceover where he says like – like, uh, it'll be interesting to see how she reacts under pressure. Does she cave or follow instructions? And he's like, just give her the key. Uh, so he, she gives the guy the key, and the guy's fumbling with it for a second. And that's when he's like, look, I know you've been lying. The chip doesn't work. You're going to fucking go to jail for defrauding the government. Mm-hmm. Call this fucking guy off. Tells him, basically, I fig- I've got it worked out. You're going to just sell the fucking thing to the Japanese for $10 million. They'll figure out it doesn't work later, but who gives a shit? It's the Japanese. You'll be out from underneath the government. You won't, whatever. You'll have the money to pay back the government, whatever the fuck it is. Exactly. Uh, um, so that's that. So, so meanwhile, Sykes is working with the FBI because he thinks that they're going to, uh, he's like, oh, we can just follow Profit to the exchange. We'll catch him red handed. Mm-hmm. Profit shows up. This I made me laugh so hard. So Prophet walks like he's waiting outside with his briefcase, right? And a Japanese dude pulls up, or an Asian dude. I don't even know if he's Japanese. Yeah, an Asian an dude Asian pulls dude. up, gets out of the car. The FBI are like, they're they're watching this. They're watching this, by the way. Mm-hmm. Binoculars, the whole nine. They're like, okay, wait for the handoff. Wait for the handoff. They give him the handoff. Everybody jumps out the van. Freeze, freeze, freeze. We, you know, we're busted or whatever. I have two questions on this. One, <laughs> why? Does Sykes get to be part of this raid? He's yeah, like is he in, in the it? van yeah, with the FBI. He... He's jumping out with them. Like he's you just you're a lawyer. Like <laughs> not even their lawyer. You just work at this law at this firm. It doesn't make yeah. it so funny to me that he gets to just be an FBI agent. And then the other thing is they're like, wait a minute, I know this guy. And the agent guy turns out to be like a Defense Department guy. And mm. uh, and uh, Prophet is turning the chip back over. He's like, Prophet figured out like came uh, in. Uh, into possession of this a stolen thing from the government. He's giving it back to us. Uh, Batewell was going to sell it to the fucking Japanese, but he, he stopped it. I was going to give him a fucking medal or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. This whole that whole scene only plays out if everybody in the FBI is so racist that they just see an Asian guy who and they know. No, they absolutely know him. Oh and then just God. go, oh, Asian guy, it's got to oh, be the bad dude. No. You know him. You've been wa- you watched oh, him walk yeah. up. It's a dude you know. I, yeah, that made me laugh. Um, so yeah, Sykes has been beaten. Yeah, uh, I like that. This time he got the best of Sykes. Sykes yeah. has been gotten the best of Profit a couple <laughs> times now. I like that he's you know he gets the best of Sykes here. Meanwhile, Gail mm. is driving Batewell to meet up with the fucking Japanese, where he's yep. supposed to sell them the fucking ship or whatever, get his ten million. Yep. And uh, and they walk into the docks, of course, because that's where the Japanese live. Yep. And. Uh, like uh, the the main Japanese businessman who we've seen previously walks up and he's got like six guys in hard hats with him that work there, and fucking 
So the scientist guy just goes, I look at this. With six, you get egg roll. Uh, I was like, no. that is, why do we need him to just also be racist? It's fine, I guess. He's, he's a bad he's, dude. He's had plenty of bad jokes in this episode, that dude. I think that at one point after the uh, – after he – Prophet stops uh, him from going into Gail's, uh, Gail's mailbox or whatever to get the, the actual chip. He's like, yeah. they wonder why I've never been married. Married. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, why are you with one-liners? No, nobody's ever asked you that anyway. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody's ever wondered. You're riding a horse in the dark by yourself. Yeah, yeah you're riding a rock, child, <laughs> we, and we a know sized child's rocking horse. Yeah, we know. Okay? <laughs> we know why you haven't been married. Yeah, Get yeah, out of yeah. here. Oh, that made me laugh. Uh, so he says that, and just as he says that, the guys in the hard hats just grab him up all violent, and he's like, "Hey, I was kidding, whatever." They open up, they cut, they pan around. There's just a giant crate with a chair in it. <laughs> yeah. And they just are strapping them in this crate. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit, they're just because uh, Prophet had went to the Japanese guy and was like, look, I, when he make, we think he's making the deal to sell him the chip or whatever. But he tells him, like, you know, if I sell, he doesn't tell him the chip doesn't work, but he tells him, you know, if I sell you this chip, I'm just going to have to sell you another one in two years. It's bullshit. How about I sell you the guy that makes the chips? Yeah, the chip maker. The chip maker. <laughs> and what that turns out to mean is he's literally selling him a human being. Like they just fucking stick a needle in his neck and <laughs> strap him to this chair and they're going to ship his box. ass. They put him in a box, <laughs> which I was like, that's a very profit move to stick him in a box. <laughs> Prophet's like, oh, I bet Prophet was like, oh, I could spend some time in that box. That's oh, a nice man. Box. Uh, uh, in the background, though. Man, uh, Bobby, aka Ethel, now Ethel's already. Oh, Eleanor. She's Eleanor. All, Eleanor. She's Eleanor, she's <laughs> Eleanor with. Eleanor. Uh, yeah, she's she's making the moves on uh, on the on Mrs. Grayson. Uh, she's went to this writers' retreat. She's making. I mean, she's pretty much talking the talk, giving mm-hmm. her the the you know I like your writing and and I like you and yeah, yeah, is, yeah. things are getting hot. It's by the getting fireplace. hot, but then she's like, oh, you're married. I can't because mm-hmm. she did the same thing to the CEO guy. That's her mm-hmm. move. She makes you want her and then pushes away. It's a classic, uh, classic Stokowski. I don't know what the last <laughs> name is. The, old the family move. Because Prophet does the same shit. Yeah, he does. He does that with Nora, who, by the way, is starting to freak out. He, she is like helping Pete a little bit with the, uh, like covering for him while he's at this, pretending to be at rehab, getting papers for him and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's, you know, torn because the guy who he's working with raped her a bunch as a 12 year old. Yeah. Um, so she's going to profit. Profit's like playing that real slick, mm-hmm. um, which brings us into the next episode. Well, there's a line I do want to mention that made me laugh. There's a couple of like weird ass lines that happen. One in the next episode for sure. But he tells uh, like Gail when he see- she sees him being put in the guy get being put in the box. She's kind of like this is too much. Like she's a little hesitant, but As also she doesn't like the guy because he's a creep and almost <laughs> raped her last night. Yep. So. Uh, She's he's like help call someone for help please they're kidnapping me or whatever and she like starts to reach for her phone and then doesn't and then Prophet's just there he just shows up of course yep and uh, she's like you know we're kidnappers now I'm a kidnapper now she's like no you're not a kidnapper they they're kidnappers you just <laughs> drove a guy here and I was like yeah but you set him up to be kidnapped that's an assist and she's like that's a yeah that's an assist yeah 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 yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a you're going for the triple double if you do a couple of those uh, she tell he basically tells her like no he's a wanted fugitive he's just fleeing the country. Uh, rather than go to jail, and she's like, "Yeah, but we're only a, he's only a wanted, a wanted fugitive because of what we did." And she's no, he's like, "No, it's because of what he did to himself." But basically, tells he was she was like, "I," she says something along the lines of like, "You know, I, he's gonna get what he deserves. Like he deserves whatever he's getting." And she, he, the prophet tells him, "Revenge is pointless. It's a tool for the weak, and you're not weak. 
not anymore. And it's that moment, and I was like, oh, Gail is just 100% an agent yeah. at this point. Uh, she's just a, she's just him. And she, like, goes back. She, uh, the, uh, Chaz tells her, like, at one point, like, oh, I understand you went above and beyond handling this fucking Chinese deal or Japanese deal or whatever. I want to, he gives her a present. It's, like, a really nice jewelry box or whatever that she takes to the mom. Um, and she kind of is just like, okay, well, I'm just going to reap the benefits of these bad things yeah, that I'm doing. doing. Doing illegal things all the time. Uh, which brings us to episode eight, <laughs> which is <laughs> wild. It is a wild episode. It is wild. This um, episode is crazy. Um, let's start off with the with the, just the opening line of my step monster. Uh, I like... <laughs> Uh, okay, you know, uh, you know, he's not a big fan of Bobby, but yeah. he goes as far as he. Actually, in the next two episodes, he calls her a lot of things that are kind of crazy. But yeah, I think this is when we start to figure out how much of a freak Jim Prophet is. He is a freak boy. Yeah, for sure. So we are introduced to a new woman who at the company. Mm-hmm. I don't know her name. I think uh, it's Kelly. Or Kelly Hunt. Kelly, Kelly Hunt is her name. You're 100 percent right, but that's not her real name. We find mm. out. She. But here's what I don't understand. She is introduced to us as the head of security. Yes. Isn't that the other lady's job? Shouldn't they do their background research for the head of She's security? She's the head of security. <laughs> Turns out Jim, Jim's like, <laughs> so she comes in and says, we have a spy in the company. Mm-hmm. There's a reporter, and she's leaking information. We found uh, drops on this online mailbox. It's encoded, so we don't know who it is or who it's going to, but there's the, they're sharing this information. And the information is that the laptop that, that G&G is going to be producing is actually a fucking piece of shit, yep. even though they just told the... Uh, investors that it's great and it's going to be revolutionary what i love about this and like and, and chaz's reaction is, is like god damn it why like he's mad that people are going to find out not that they're making shitty products what is funny to me is g and g for being a multi-billion dollar powerful rich company yeah is like always on the verge of collapse Every, nothing they do is good. They don't. Nothing works, right? Like not not a single acquisition has 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 gone right for them. Yeah, and like we made the, we got this apple juice company, whatever. It's poison. We bought this fucking. Baby we're food. making this laptop. It doesn't work. Like they're just a shitty company. <laughs> uh, but somehow they're making all this money. So we ha- we have this moment where she's like, okay, uh, and they tell her like, oh, keep keep digging. Mm-hmm. Prophet tells Chaz, by the way, she's the fucking reporter. Uh, your friend told us to hire her. I did a background check. She's no, she has no experience in uh, security. He, your friend who told us to hire her, fucked her once in Japan. She was a, uh, she was a, uh, uh, what call it? She was a, a reporter. She was yeah. doing some story. So she's the reporter. <laughs> what I don't understand is the friend that re- that recommended her immediately went and became a monk yeah did you catch that yeah he was, he was like oh that that monk son of a bitch or yeah something. yeah he shaved know. his head and went yeah. to the monastery but he had to hit me one more time on the way out or whatever that's such a weird trait to add <laughs> a revengeful monk yeah like what that is it I don't. If we were to meet the monk, then maybe I'd buy it. But as it is, just very strange. It's a random, strange deep. detail yeah. to fucking work in there. Uh, so Prophet then goes into the elevator with her, mm. with uh, with the reporter. Mm. Turns the key in the elevator and like just starts like try, going to make out with her. She's like, "Stop, stop! Let go of my hands!" And he's like, "Why?" And she's like, "So I can take off my pantyhose." Oh. And they're just fucking in the elevator. Once again, uh, the porn plot lines can make an appearance. Turns out Prophet. Has been banging her for like two months. Yep. 
he's maybe leaking her information as well because mm-hmm. he wants her to do a story that's going to get Chaz out of there so that he can take over because he cares about the company. He says that multiple times. I care about this company. Why? Also, that's a very white person thing to do to yeah. care about a company. To care like, about him over, over some uh, somebody else's company. I just like, care about the brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just care. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, I I, I don't really understand his his motives coming in. But you know what? You know, profits in full profit mode. He's 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 having sex all over the place. Yeah, he's bagging her left and right. They keep saying it's like uh, she. He thinks initially at least that she's like he's like she likes it dangerous and that's mm. what i'm gonna he, she's like i only uh, i only get involved if it's dangerous or whatever so they're fucking in cars you know conference tables and in hallways and shit uh but meanwhile she is we see her a few times go to meet her like uh editor or whatever to yeah. give him like information about the story and uh she's like prophet likes his, his women with a dark edge so that he can uh control them or whatever so if that's what he wants that's what i'll give him so she's playing it kind of from like they're both kind of playing each other, right? Yeah, um, but for all the future reporters out there, you don't have to do that. All right, no, you just have to dig up information and yeah. ask people questions. You don't have to wear a giant long red silk scarf and fuck Jim Profit. Yeah, yeah, your, your editor's not your pimp. Like, don't do that. Don't also, do that. the editor is telling her to stop repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're getting too close, and she's like, "Nah, I love nah, it. I, I got it. This is cool. I yeah, can do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. get the story." Uh, meanwhile, Eleanor. Aka Bobby mm-hmm. is getting deeper with the wife. Yeah, Mrs. Grace. She's writing poetry to her in his diary. Some weak ass bars. <laughs> it's so bad. She's like, she's my Eleanor, my other but my same, my fire, my ice. My we get it. She's yeah, one oh, thing, yeah. and then she's the opposite of that thing. Mm-hmm. I understand. She has red hair. I get the fire. All right? Yeah, get yeah, 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 yeah. Get out of here. So <laughs> shitty. Get out of here. But she also she uh, so she. Uh, Bobby convinces her to start this diary, mm-hmm. then takes the diary, drops it off on the ground for Jim to pick up, leave it for the husband. Yep. Because, uh, of course, Jim is the master of fucking up people's relationships. Yep. That's basically what he does, right? Meanwhile, Pete's kind of getting getting back at it. He's, he's trying to make... Pete! He's got his groove back. Pete's fucking again. Pete's yeah. dick works. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's just because he's sober, but Pete goes to the... So, like, Pete basically has a heart-to-heart with his wife. Mm-hmm. Is like, you know... Uh, she, it's a really shitty line too, where he says like, uh, "We used to laugh. Remember, we would." He's like, "No, they come back in. He's supposed to be coming back from rehab, and he says like, uh, hey, get me a drink.' And he's like, "It's a joke. Remember, we used to do that. One of us would say something intentionally funny, and the other would laugh. I miss that. I like, oh, <laughs> shut up. Uh, also, I love the idea that that's how their jokes work. Is yeah. like." Very like very rigid format. Like I will say something intentionally funny, and then you will laugh, and then I will laugh, and we will laugh together. There's a very like stilted way of joking with somebody. Uh, Shout out to Pete though, man, for trying to for trying to. But Pete is actually like trying to do right. Other right. than I other mean, than Uncle Artie things, the Uncle Artie thing. Well, so he's trying to do a hostile takeover of the company, mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily bad. Like yeah. take over the company. I don't give a shit. Yeah, Chaz. Is a criminal. The guy running this company is a straight up treasonous criminal. Like yeah. maybe you should take over the company. Mm-hmm. And now that I know he doesn't know about the uncle molesting her, yep. it's way I'm way more sympathetic towards Pete mm-hmm. because it's tie. Like I really thought like he's just kind of just doing business shit. He's not yeah. really doing anything so bad. And, and his dick works again. And his dick's working again. So yeah, you they have him. sex, which was a nice little touch. Uh, so, 
Um, so this is hap- so so that's happening. Meanwhile, Pete comes out of his uh, or uh, at one point Jim walks out of his little hidden room in his apartment, and the reporter lady's already there. Yeah. Oh shit! He's like, "How did you get in here?" And she says some bullshit. It doesn't matter. She's wearing a ridiculous scarf, by the way. Mm. She starts to tell him. She goes off on this whole thing about how like I. I know you. Like she basically tells him, "I know who you are. I know yeah. your past. I know all your shit. Uh, I and what I learned is that we're the same. My whole life, I thought I was the only person like this, but you are too. Like I, she's like, you're my other half or whatever. I'm not gonna lie. I thought this was to be like a, hey, I'm your sister kind of deal. I thought for a second too. <laughs> I really did for a I second. Like, oh, we're, we're going there. I think she was just trying to say that she's also a sociopath. Yeah, and like. She gets what, like, she doesn't, she's not repulsed by the things she's learned about him. Mm -hmm. She actually likes it. She's very much like him. At one point, she goes, now just tell me what's in there in his little room that he's hidden. He's like, what do you mean in there? And she goes, she goes, I think I know what it is. It feels like home. And she's like leaning against the wall. And I was like, what do you, how? What do you mean? It's just a wall. Like, it doesn't make any, I get you know there's something back there, but the the delivery on it is very fucking strange. I, 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 I mean, I, I like this though, because this is like the first time we get to see a weakness of profit. Very he, much so. I liked seduced. it very much. He's being super seduced right he's now. He's being seduced. He, and like, the, in the voiceover, he says things that we realize are wrong. Mm-hmm. Where like he thinks he has this angle on her, but we know for the, the it's yep. not the case. And I like I'm like that's fun to see him not always be 100 percent right like that. I mm-hmm. enjoyed that very much. Um, so they decide they have to do a scan. What they're going to do is uh, there are these black files they call them that have all of the so they have G and G has like senators in their pockets, right? Mm-hmm. And the black files are the the list and payments of all these senators and shit they're kept in a safe in Chaz's office man they're gonna steal the black files so she can use them in the story and get Chaz out of there right yep one I like that they're actually black like the folders are black I was like the black folders I don't think they need like that's a little on the nose right (laughs) that made me laugh I like how they're still sticking with the we're a criminal organization. We pay off politicians as well. We're not just in the you know terrorism poisons and uh we do it all, okay? Uh so there uh he so Prophet starts a little smoke bomb in a trash can to mm. set off the smoke alarms. She turns off the security cameras and uh they time it as such that they've just opened the safe where the black files is so that she can sneak in and steal the black files, right? Yep. Uh, so uh, so that's ha- so while that's happening, uh, she then comes in the next – she goes to the reporter and it's such a weird line. I, I thought this line was weird where she says uh, – she tells the reporter like I have to – he's like, all right, we're pulling you out. You've got all the information and everything. you got the files. You can just – you don't have to go back there. And she's like, oh, I have to clean out my office, say my goodbyes. She's like, you know, the G&G is like my family. You've been there for yeah, yeah. two months <laughs> and entirely under false pretenses. What are you talking about? That was just such a weird thing that she had to go back there, but I think it was mostly to rub it in Pete's face or yeah, in, uh, Prophet's Prophet face, face, which I enjoyed. She she hit him with the nan and a boo boo classic move right there. Yeah. So she goes back to the office. She's cleaning up. Prophet comes in. She's got the story ready. Yeah. Surprise, surprise! It's not a takedown story. It's of, not a takedown of Chaz. It's a takedown of 
profit. Yeah, the story is called American Nightmare. And it's oh. a big picture of profit. And he's like, so the story, she's like, it's a new angle. The story is about how G&G is such a corrupt nightmare of a place that you can thrive here. Mm-hmm. She's like, I know all your secrets. I'm putting them all in the story. She's like, I thought you'd want to read it before I modem it over again. with modem. Modeming it over. Uh, and he te- he basically is like, your life will be much better if we're friends than if we're enemies. And she's like, that's probably true. Send. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking never, I was like, goddamn, yes. she's not. She don't fuck around, and I kind of like that. Um, but what I also like in this moment is theoretically. So like, if this, so it looks like she's got him dead to rights, right? Yep. Like, done. I just I filed the story. It's over for you. In that moment, I'm like, well, Prophet's clearly going to get out of this because that's not how this show ends. Yeah. Like, this show doesn't end with her just publishing a story and then all this information's out and then that's it. Like, that's not how Prophet gets his. If the show ends with Prophet getting his, that's not how it's going to happen. Yeah, right? why well, bring up the whole thing with Pete and Uncle Artie and things just to have the show end with Prophet got caught. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's over and yeah. whatever. Uh, um,. Meanwhile, we'll get back to how Pete gets out or how Prophet gets out of it in a second. Meanwhile, uh, the real security lady, mm. the one who's after Prophet, uh, is working late on their computer. And then she gets a. <laughs> it, it, it says, message from a friend. And then it says, friend logging on. I don't know what this computer system is. No. Uh, at which point, she gets a, me- a, she gets a message. And it is that weird, like, computer model of a person that we've seen a number of times that you click on it and they explode when you've gotten them fired or whatever. Yeah. Uh, But this one's also kind of video. It's The face is distorted. You can't Mm -hmm. see what it is. And someone's just – you just get a voice. And the voice is a woman's voice and it says, don't trust Jeffrey Sykes. He's not a friend to you or this company. Because she – that's the other thing that's been happening in this episode is that she's kind of going to Sykes and being like, look, I think I can trust you. I can't come at profit directly or else I'll get fired because that was the results of the lie detector in the previous episode. But here's some information on profit. Tell me what you think. And that's how, even in the previous episode, he managed to, like, turn him on to Sykes. Turn Sykes on to the whole missile thing. Yep. But um, Sykes is also just trying to get with security lady. But on top of that, yeah, he's, he's trying to – He's yeah, no, he's 100% trying to date yeah. her. And there's bigger – eventually, like, they have plans to go to dinner uh, eventually there. Yeah. Um, but now he can't be trusted, so – But now he can't be trusted, so he walks in. He's like, how about Thursday at uh, Lou Messi or whatever the fuck? And she's like, I'll have to get back to you. Mm. Um, so that's happening. So uh, she goes to – she keeps – so the, the reporter lady keeps meeting her editor at these, like, clandestine locations, right? Yeah. On a hill out in the woods. Over A lot of burning barrels. She's constantly <laughs> meeting around burning barrels like they're hobos or something. Uh, she shows up with the, uh, with the report. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, you know, sorry, but uh, – She's like, he's like, it's a great story. We're never running it. She's like, what do you mean we're not running it? I already filed or whatever. I'll, I'll update it on the when I do my rewrites tomorrow. Prophet just comes out of the darkness, comes walking up. Uh, the other thing that we have met, forgotten to mention in this episode is at one point, Prophet goes to Gail and says, Gail, uh, you – so shitty. I don't know why I got to couch it like this. He goes, I think I've been riding you too hard. You need a, You deserve a day off. As a matter of fact, you are not coming into the office on Wednesday. And she's like, is it a day off? Or do you have like – he's like, well, there's one thing you can do. Well, just tell her to go do that thing yeah. on Wednesday. Don't, don't, you don't have to couch it in that you're being nice <laughs> oh, and giving her man. a day off. Just be like – clearly she just does the shit you tell her to do. Exactly. So just tell her, hey, Wednesday, I need you to go do this thing. 
that thing is, she goes and sees this woman uh, whose husband... She goes to see this woman. She's pretending to be an IRS agent. Mm -hmm. And she tells her, your husband uh, got $37,000 undeclared income last year that he was hiding around under all these uh, different relatives' names. It all comes back to him. And... uh, so what? You know, what's up? We've got you on tax evasion to this lady. Uh, basically, we find out that the husband was gambling, made and some money, made some money, but then gambled it all the way. So he doesn't. And she's like, I, t- I begged him to declare it, but he didn't, and then he just gambled all the money away because he's got a fucking gambling problem. Mm-hmm. So now he doesn't have he doesn't have the money. He doesn't have the money to pay the taxes or the fines. And basically, she's like, Can we get on a payment plan or whatever? And she's like, That's not up for me to decide. Find out at the end is that woman is the reporter's editor's wife, wife yeah. he's the one who's been doing this and he's like the husband's got a terrible gambling problem we found him and we don't want to report him to the irs so uh he's gonna he's quitting the job at your paper but the last thing he's gonna file is this article and it's the article uh he's rewritten the article right and the article is about how great g and g is and they're such stewards of the environment and blah 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 and she goes this is terrible and he's like i think you could be more constructive i worked really hard on that <laughs> i just made me laugh that like prophet was legit a little offended by the fact that she didn't like his writing uh and uh, so he's going to quit that job this is the last story he's going to file yep. we got him another job at a new source that's like uh, three times the pay with fewer hours so he can focus on his horse racings. I just bought him a fucking race horse as well, which was like, I don't know why you had to do all that. Jim Profit's making a lot of money, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, she goes, oh, you know, she's like, you think you, uh, that's the only, this is the only paper that I want this story? I still have all the, I've got you dead to rights. And she, he's like, well, I also have you. It's like, do you like, do you like TV? I don't like TV, but, uh, but uh, here's the thing. Uh, here, here, watch this. And he has video of them putting the files in the safe, right? Mm-hmm. And he's, she's like, well, that's you. I don't – whatever. Those are the black files. What, what, what are you saying? And he's like – and this is video of you breaking into that safe and stealing shit. And she's like, okay, whatever. He says, well, I told – she's like, I'll just show it to the police. Who gives a shit? And he's like, well, you probably will because I told the police that we had $400 million in bearer bonds in that safe and that they went missing during the fire. Mm-hmm. And this is video of you stealing $400 million worth of bearer bonds. So maybe you want to shut the fuck up. And she goes, she says to him, she's like, uh, she says, where she, I wrote it down too. She's like, uh, how does it make you feel when you do this to people? But you just yeah, did it to him. Come on, yeah. You, 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 the yeah. whole point of this episode was you are just like Jim Prophet. You're just not as good at being Jim Prophet as he is, right? She even says, like, come on, when it's people like us, it's just a matter of who pulls the knife first or whatever, yeah, right? right? She even says it. So, yeah, I don't feel bad for you. Although I did laugh when they uh, the next day uh, Chaz is reading the, the cover story <laughs> and it's all this beautiful how great he is and how great the company is. And fucking Prophet is, like, mouthing along to the words. Because that's, that's a nice touch because it does mean, like – he does – I think he legitimately thought he did a good job on that article. Like he was kind of proud of the writing. So I think he honestly was – did get his feelings hurt when she said they were bad. So this is another job for Jim Prophet right here. He's also a newspaper writer and editor. All right. I think we're at like 12 jobs so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, uh, he said – so she's like uh, – so she says that to him, and he's like, button up. It's cold. That's what the last thing he says when he walks away and leaves her by the fire or whatever. But also, I love... So he just starts walking off into the distance, and it, in front of him, you see the fucking river and the city behind him, and I was like, 
Are we to believe he's just going to walk all the way back to that city? He doesn't yeah, like, he, there's no car anywhere. He's just walking towards the city. That made me laugh. That's the Jim Prophet way, man. He just he just shows up out of nowhere, and he just walks away out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into the great abyss. Uh, Bobby shows up at one point when he's in the office at the end, mm-hmm. and his face made me laugh really. Was he, like, he, she comes in from behind him, and she goes... Chaz, darling, or whatever, and he sees her, and he's just like, he just rolls his eyes in the most like exaggerated thing, and it's like, what? Like, it's a funny face that you're making, but you're supposed to be pretending that that you don't have this relationship with her. Okay. Chaz is looking at you. Yeah, right that's now. your boss right there. Yeah, you, can't yeah. just, you just can't just be rolling eyes. Yeah, out of nowhere, he goes back to his box. And the last thing we see is that he kept like he goes on. There's a he's like saying shit. He's just like relationships are hard. And there's all this voice. It's like the they do that. It's how they end the episodes. Him doing a little voiceover, kind of wrapping up what's happening to the characters. So Bobby's back with Chaz, uh, whatever, whatever. Like he's you know split up these people, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like says something along the lines of you always want to take something with you. And then he's kept the reporter lady's red scarf that he just sniffs while he's in that <laughs> box. And I was like, that's real fucking creepy. Uh, yeah, this uh, this episode was was pretty cool. I think it was one of the first episodes though that I wasn't quite sure he was taking down somebody who was worse than him. No, because she's yeah. not. Here's the thing: she's maybe manipulative. She maybe doesn't care about what happens to people, but she published a truthful story. Yeah, like a- Prophet is a bad guy, right? Yeah. He's a probable murderer. Well, I mean, he's definitely a murderer. They just can't prove it. Like, all of this shit is real that she said. So he's not taking down, like, a villain. He's just outsmarting someone who thought they were outsmarting him. Yep. But that's also okay for this character because mm-hmm. he is, at his core, not a good person, right? Yeah, yeah it is. It's kind of nice. I mean, it He was... only takes down people worse than him when it serves his purpose, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I, it was it was cool to see. Um, it kind of made me remember how much of a bad dude he is because when you're taking down terrorists and like, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. creepy people, creepy billionaire dudes, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, this guy. We're rooting for him. It's like nah, like this is a bad dude, and like somebody does kind of have to try to stop him, even if they're just as bad, if not. Oh, right, you're gonna have to get dirty to take down Jim Prophet, right? There's yep. no way to do that clean. Yep. Aha. Uh-huh. Which brings us to episode nine. Oof. The sad, sad ending of this episode which bummed me out. It didn't bum me out. The episode's fine. There's actually some really good stuff in it. It's just the end that I feel like is like just not to. Des- it didn't. This show didn't get the end it deserves. Yeah. Uh, we but- find we find Prophet in a kimono. Yeah, I don't even know what he's eating. Yeah, why? Yeah, and he just says, family. Also, his hair's all real <laughs> fucked up for some reason. Like, yeah. it just seems, it felt like it was shot like six months after the rest of the episodes and he was growing his hair out for some other thing. Sometimes I think the director is literally playing a prank sometimes. It's just like, all right, we're just going to make some wild scenes and don't explain it and just like keep going with the story. Like, I don't, because it doesn't. The, the the seesaw horse thing, uh, there's the times where he's, like, just been, just, he's not, he's no longer naked at the computer with wild hair anymore. Yeah, 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 like, he's yeah, just, yeah. But he's, he's still in the box. Now like, he's the in box the box. is still important. Now he, he's in a kimono. He's not only like, is he in the box, he's, like, referencing the box in conversation, like, sub, like mildly, not subtly, yeah. but, like, at one point, uh, towards the end of this episode, Chaz says to him, you're gonna have to tell me how you've, uh, you're gonna have to teach me how you managed to keep such a clear mind. And Prophet says, 
I spent many years living in a box. <laughs> just says yeah. it to him. And he's like, Chaz like stares at him. He goes, it's a meditation technique. You sit still for hours and pretend to blo- like box out the rest of the world or whatever. But I was like, no, motherfucker, no, you, you just live in a box. box. Yeah, you live in a box. It's a self-made <laughs> prison, if, if you will. And that's weird. Uh, so this is so this episode is the it's the culmination sort of for the most part of the uh, hostile takeover storyline. Mm-hmm. Prophet uh, has cut. I, I don't. I, it was hard to tell in the beginning if Pete went to Chaz. So if the younger brother went to Chaz and basically told him, "I'm coming for your job" or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or if Prophet or if he just found out, but he knows about the, the proposed hostile takeover. Right? Uh, I think Prophet tells him. I think at, he brings him the documents. Oh, like, hey, right. this is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look at this. And then <laughs> there's and a then, moment there where he throws a bunch of money at Chaz. Or Chaz throws a bunch of money at Pete. He's like, well, just take my money. Just burn it. Why don't you? Or whatever. And it's like a few thousand dollars. It's $100 bills. Yep. And Pete walks away. And then you just see Profit bend down and start picking up the money. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. Is he just going to keep this cash? Because that's Profit. a very funny take for randomly doing this episode. <laughs> Not the case. He brings it back to Chaz. But I just really thought for a minute he was, like, looking around and just going to take the fucking money. Um, so he tells Pete. He tells Chaz that the only way to stop the hostile takeover is to make amends with Pete. He basically mm-hmm. t- like Pete, he's like I'll make amends. He's like forgive him. I want to cut. Out. He says I want to cut out his heart and use it for pate. That's not what pate is that's made not, out. That's pate's not made of uh, liver. It's a, mm. it's a organ meat. Um, <laughs> but he tells him, look, invite him over for like have him over tonight. You want to you keep him close and like make him feel appreciated. He's, he's your younger brother. He still looks up to you. Yep. That, uh, meanwhile, Arthur McLean has shown up. He, but he did that on purpose. Here's what's fucked up. So he tells Chaz to keep Pete late for this meeting, knowing that Arthur McLean is supposed to be meeting Pete at Pete's house. Mm-hmm. So that when Nora shows up, Pete's wife, she'll have to be alone with the man who molested her for a summer when she was 12 years old. Very creepy. And he says this line. Prophet says this. Putting a victim with the perpetrator is like dropping a baby in a snake pit. Ouch. What the fuck does that mean? I don't... In what way is it like that? Why ouch? Like, yeah, it would hurt. You got bit by a snake. It's just... It's such a weird... And it's like the line before they go to cre- like yeah. the comer- to credits for yeah. the opening credits. So it's just so weird. Such a weird line. Prophet is being, being weird again. So Prophet, so this episode, and fucking McLean is creepy. Very creepy. He said, he the first thing there. he says, he's like, aren't you hot in that coat? And I was mm. like, to make her like get, like take off a layer Ta- of clothing. Takes a second to look. And he's like, take, yeah, and he's like, she was coming from dance class, which is a new thing she does apparently, and it yeah. doesn't make any sense. But then he's like, she's got all these pictures of her as a child, and he's like, remember that summer you spent at my ranch? You're always so brave. And I was like, oh. oh or so daring. Yeah. Daring is the word. And he's like, puts our, his arm around her. He is fucking gross. Yeah. And like, I don't like them, but he, the actor is doing a good job of being gross. Right? Yeah. Uh, very, selling it very well. But then Jim Prophet, of course, comes out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Shows up with two tickets to some like event, like a uh, to the operas, let's say. Mm-hmm. And like winks at her no like hey i'm here to fucking get you out of this situation that i absolutely put you in but you don't know that so uh she's like thanks for saving me there i couldn't be around him he's so creepy he keeps acting like we had this special little thing which is so fucking true the way he does it and it's so goddamn gross very gross um meanwhile meanwhile 
uh, Chaz's wife tells him he's le- she's leaving him because she's going to leave him for Bobby. Yep. Eleanor, as it were. Yep. He's excited as hell because now he gets to be with Bobby. And keep his money. And keep his money. I. <laughs> she shows up to see Bobby. Oh, to see Eleanor. Mm-hmm. The wife shows up and immediately she's like. But I, here's what I liked about the way Eleanor played it. She w- she didn't just be like, oh, I got what I wanted. I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. Like she she kind of lets her down somewhat easy. Yeah. Like she's kind of like nice. She's like basically she's like, you know, when you went back to your husband, it really hurt me. Uh, I didn't know if I was ever going to see you again. She's like, oh, you met somebody else. And he's, she's like, yeah, I did. You know, it wouldn't be right for me to just leave her because you've come back. And she's mm-hmm. like, and, and the other one's like, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I get that. There's I no strings. This, we didn't, we didn't make yeah, it. We didn't have anything. I, you know, I'm going to shed tears over this. And Eleanor's like, so am I. And she's definitely not. Yeah. 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 Big smile and shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I liked it. So like, it was interesting. Like Bobby, there's two sides to Bobby, right? Mm-hmm. Neither of them are good, yeah. but there is the kind of, she's smart and good at manipulating side of things. And then there's also the wild drug addict side of things who yeah. just shows up to be chaos, right? Yeah. And so when you see it's, – it's nice to remember that she has that other side sometimes mm-hmm. where she's like – because why wouldn't you just be like – why wouldn't Prophet just get rid of her? Oh, she's too dangerous, right? Yeah. Like she, you, you got to have that moment. She, she, she can actually get her way into a lot of places even without Prophet's help because I feel like that whole storyline – like she may, he may have like given her the information that she's a, a – a lesbian, yeah, but like so she, she did she, all that herself. Yeah, yeah she, yeah, she yeah. found out the, the the place she was going to, the seduction and the dates and everything. So. Yeah, yeah, she did all that herself for sure. She's definitely uh, very capable. Yeah. Oh boy, uh, our secret messenger, who I thought for a minute was going to be Gail. I did too. Right. So yeah. the secret per- the mess the person is messaging our security lady who is only a, two women in, in the whole only two women <laughs> yeah. in the entire company. I have lines right. She's. Uh, messaging our security lady friend and giving her information about Sykes and uh, how Sykes is here to take down Chaz Grayson because years ago, when he was six years old, Chaz's parents, uh, uh, Sykes's parents were farmers mm-hmm. and they refused to sell their land to some company that Chaz represented. Mm-hmm. So Chaz had that company buy all the land around it and, and as in doing such got all the water rights, then turned off all the water and there was a big fire, but there was no water to put the fire out, and his and Sykes' parents were killed. Yep. Basically on order from fucking Chaz. Yep. So he's here to take down Chaz, or at least that's what the voice is telling her, this computerized face. What we find out is it's just Prophet uh, who's running some sort of – he's got a camcorder filming himself naked in his office, but then he's also running it through some voice modulator to make him sound like a woman yeah. and whatever. So – why does he got to be naked for this whole thing, for this for this portion here? Well, here's another weird thing I'd like to discuss. What, one, when she's for, she's looking at her computer doing shit, and then the message pops up, mm-hmm. friend logging in. I paused it and rewound it to make sure I was right. The file she is cur- looking at on the computer, the name is Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> Why do that? That's so, like, I get you're having fun. Like, if you're the guy doing the computer stuff, you're having fun. But nobody caught that. Like, I can see it. It's the main name on the file is Fred Flintstone, yeah. uh, which I was like, this is this lazy shit. I did not catch that at all. So she goes to a tech nerd that works at this computer company who we've mm-hmm. seen before. She's, he's the guy that Prophet initially had tracked down what hospital his father was in. Exactly. Right? Yep. In a very weird move that I don't understand why it's happening, 
that guy has a picture of the security lady on his cubicle wall, mm-hmm. but in a way of like he likes her, like yeah. not, not in like a oh he's looking into a research. It's not like a wall of clues. It's just a picture of he likes looking at because he thinks she's pretty or whatever. And when he sees her walking up, he has to take it down real quick. Yeah. But everyone else can just see that. Yeah, like it's not knows. weird to, to your other coworkers that you just have a picture of one of your you get a dog, your mom, and, and this, this woman co- that you're not in any no. way in a relationship with. That is so weird. Uh, but he's like infatuated with her, and she mm-hmm. tells him, oh, "I know you're great with computers. You uh, worked for us. You put yourself through college building DOD decryption programs or whatever." So I'm getting these messages, and I need you to, to decrypt them for me. Yep. And he does. And literally, it's just like we see the image, and it's all distorted with the woman's voice. And then slowly, it kind of becomes a man's voice and kind of fades out of being. What I, and then, oh, you see Prophet for a second, and you hear Prophet's voice. Yeah. But, like, he's not doing anything. No. He's not even typing on the keyboard. He's just sitting there. He just, like, hits a button, and then that just happens. Yeah. Uh, it's... It, it, uh... Okay, also, another one. Jim Prophet now knows how to encrypt messages. <laughs> oh, he's a wild hacker for sure. Yeah, well, he's very talented. Um, it, so she goes to Sykes and is like, Are you here to fucking take down Chaz? I know he did your family. And mm-hmm. Sykes basically tells her, like, that, you know, I, was, I, I did want revenge for years, but now I'm past that. And what I want to do is make sure that what happened to my parents doesn't happen to anybody else. Right. She tells him. And I believe a completely new bit of information that she believes there is a real Jim Prophet. Yeah. This that our Jim Prophet stole this man's identity when mm-hmm. he was nineteen and hitchhiking through Europe or something, backpacking through Europe or whatever. So he, she's like, I think I can prove it, but I need to go to Ireland, <laughs> and she can't, she can't expense the trip. Because they'll ask why she's going, and she's not allowed to be looking at Jim Prophet, or she'll get fired. Mm-hmm. But Sykes has been reviewing their Irish breweries. It's so like what they're just. They're, here's what's so weird about it too. Obviously, they can just. This company has legs, so they can just like it's got reach everywhere. Yeah, right. So they can kind of make. They can make it be whatever they need it to be to fit the story, right? Yeah. So if she needs to go to Ireland, they got Irish breweries. Fine. Mm-hmm. She in no way needs to go to Ireland. No. The only shot of her in Ireland is they at one point she calls him from a phone an booth. Irish phone booth yeah. that looks like Doctor Who. Yeah. It's like white and it says telephone and like Gaelic writing or whatever. But that's clearly not Ireland. That's just a lot somewhere. <laughs> and she doesn't she goes, Yeah, I like I think he's still alive. I met somebody who knew the real Jim Prophet. Uh, which means we can nail this son of a bitch. Why does it mean that? I yeah, how does that, that how does that connect within the whole uh, the the murders and the, all, all the other yeah. shit? Like I don't understand how that means. Like that's the nail in the coffin. But she tells Sykes like you're gonna get a go to the PO box I talked about. There'll be a box for you there tomorrow with like facts or whatever in it. Oh man, we meet Arthur McLean again. He's having dinner with uh, Chaz. Yeah. Very tense. Very tense. Very dinner. tense dinner. Because Chaz knows he's coming for. They both know that what's happening, but they're not admitting it to the other person. Arthur McLean has strawberries delivered. Mm-hmm. The the waiter comes, or they're at his house with like a butler or whatever, comes in. It's like, your driver delivered your uh, sealed strawberries. 
uh, would you like me to unseal them and serve you? And we find out that Arthur McLean is deathly allergic to preservatives. So he has to eat only organic food. He's like, I, you know, my throat seals up, all this shit. I can't eat. I yeah. can't let him touch my lips. Prophet has now convinced Nora to tell Pete about the molestation. Yep. Because she calls Prophet and she's like, I'm going to leave him. I can't take this. And Prophet, in a reasonable way, is like, you know, it's not his fault. Like, tell him. Yeah, just let him know. She, like, I know you, like, hate the fact that he's working with your uncle and you should, but, like, tell him. See, give him the opportunity to not work with your uncle, right? Mm-hmm. So she tells him what happens. The next thing we know is Pete shows up at the dinner, goes, stand up. And I was like, all right, Pete's fucking, yeah. Pete's doing a Pete. Knocks fucking, uh, uh, McLean out one clean punch. One clean punch. Good punch. Tells uh, tells his brother, "Look, we were started. We were high. We were going to do a hostile takeover. That's clearly over. Uh, you'll have my. You know, you can consider this my resignation. I'll clean out my office tomorrow." And he leaves. Mm-hmm. And then Chaz holds up his drink and he says, uh, I, "He's like, can I have a little bit more of this? It's awfully <laughs> good. <laughs> Hell yeah! I enjoyed the shit out of that." So we think that's the play, but then there's a more major play coming in because, like, Prophet then goes to Uncle Artie. Who boy? Yeah. Well, before this, I which I found in I. Okay. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. So he so uh, Sykes is taking down the all his shit. He's packing up his office. Not Sykes. Uh, Pete is packing yeah. up his office. Sykes shows up and he's pissed. Right? He's like, "What yeah. do you mean the fucking deal is off? We've been working on this for six months. Why are you backing out at this moment? Tell me something. You deserve. I deserve the truth or whatever." And he's like, "Look." Martha McLean uh, molested my wife when she was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sykes like, oh, shit. Okay. And he's like, look, I kept your name out of it, so you're clean. Just, you know, you probably don't want to be seen by me at this point. Yeah. He, uh, uh, Prophet tells Chaz, you got to keep Pete. Like, don't fire Pete. Yeah. I know that's you, what you want to do, but it's going to be bad for business. Mm-hmm. Also, it's going to open us up late. Like, if we don't close ranks and keep everything safe now, we're, we're just going to get taken over in the future. Somebody new will come in and try to do something crazy. Exactly. Something. Yeah. So we need to just, like, you know, swell up our ranks, keep strong, and keep the company strong. Which made me happy because I'm starting to become a fan of Pete. Now. I'm a kind of a Pete guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's kind of cool. He's cleaned up. He's doing. Yeah. Also, he stands up for the wife. I like yeah. the. I, I like the fact that the second he found out, that shit is over. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it. Do, it completely changes the where I was of, yeah. on Pete. Yeah, yeah. No, no money, no things. I just want to go punch this guy in the I'm face. I'm gonna go punch this guy in the face. Quit my job. I'll figure it out. I don't give a fuck. But this doesn't stand. And I was like, yeah, that's good. Good for that. It thinks uh, true. I mean, it's very consistent because you know he punched his own brother in the he face. He did yeah. when he thought he was fucking his wife. Yeah. Um, so then we see Sykes leaving McLaren's office, mm-hmm. McLean's office, mm-hmm. the molester uncle, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What?" See, I don't like that about Sykes like, is a is no. supposed to be a do gooder, right? Yep. Sykes should be the ultimate voice of good. Yeah, like you really do this, like go to confront, but he. Just, but he no, he's he, going there. He's I going think there. to try to continue business with mm-hmm. a man that he knows for a fact to be a child molester. Mm-hmm. I don't like what that does to Sykes's character. Yeah. Now, luckily, this is the last fucking episode, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah. it's just it that's it, Sykes is supposed to come in and be like better at profit shit than profit is but for good yeah. right and for him to now suddenly be willing to just throw in with fucking literal child molesters not okay he but this move i was like for a minute i was like oh fuck uh you can't profit this is too much yeah. so profit goes and sees fucking mclean as well uh tells him look 
I know you're going to do this hostile takeover. Yep. What you need is a reason to be in the city and not go back to your West Coast office or whatever, or your other coast office. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks down, and there's a Nature Girls uh, newsletter, which are like the Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the company McLean owns manufactures all the Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. And he tells a prophet tells him, look, do you know that the girl who sold the most Girl Scout cookies lives right here in this city? So why don't you announce that you're going to have a special presentation for the girl that sold the most Girl Scout cookies? Maybe take her to dinner. Take her out on your yacht. Yacht. On the yacht? And he's like, uh, look, she's only 12. Kind of cute, huh? And I was like, oh, Oh. prophet, you can't. That's gross. I, I was like, you can't feed a child to a child molester and still be a sh- a character that we can watch. You know what I mean? You are, that is clearly too far. Yeah. But what we see him do is say, uh, at one point he calls Gail and he goes, we're still on for five Oh three. Right. Uh, he tells Nora, she's got to forgive McLean. Mm -hmm. She's like, I don't want to forgive him. What are you talking about? The fucking child. He he raped me a bunch. And she's, he's like, it's not about him. It's about you. You've worked through all this rage. Now you have to forgive him so you can move on. Prophet making the prophet play. Tells her. She's like, I can't face him by myself. And he's like, I would never make you face him by yourself. I'll go with you. They show up at McLean's office. They're like, we have a 5 o'clock meeting with uh, McLean. Mm-hmm. There's a little Girl Scout sitting on the fucking couch. <laughs> And it's like, what are you doing here, little girl? And she's like, I sold the most Girl Scout cookies. So Mr. McLean's taking me out for dinner and then taking me on his yacht. And fucking Nora's like, whoa, shit, this girl's going to get raped. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we know yeah, this guy's yeah. a job molester. Yeah. Uh, 503 rolls around. Gail, she goes into the office with uh, McLean. Gail comes storming in with glasses, doing a weird voice, doing voice work for. She's doing yeah. character work for no reason, pretending to, she's like, "What are you doing here?" She's doing like this accent that I can't do. She's like, "What are you doing here? Come on, this little girl's supposed to be in publicity three hours ago. I've been driving around like crazy. What is this, Russia?" She says that at one point, yeah, which I don't understand. Yeah, the I, don't understand. I don't understand the joke of that either. It didn't make any sense, but basically comes in to. And that was clearly the plan all along, was mm-hmm. to never let this little girl be with the child molester. Yep. To just make Nora think he, she was going to be to dredge up those fucking thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, she whisked the girl away. So the girl's safe. Yep. What we had seen previously was Prophet get two orders of strawberries. One... Uh, Organic, organic, and uh, store bought, store bought. Well, one, one's organic and sealed, and the other one's just regular, right? Mm-hmm. And we see him cutting open the regular, the organic sealed one, mm-hmm. wearing gloves, and he's going to put the fucking or oh, he's switching the strawberries on homeboy. Mm-hmm. She goes in to see him about the molestation. She's confronting him, and he's like, "I never raped you." So you want you basically telling him like, "You wanted? Did you ever say no? Did you ever cry? Like whatever." Uh, like it's re I mean yeah it's really creepy it's fucking terrible like it's yeah. horrific but also well delivered like yeah. he is until the actor. moment where he's like she's like you I was 12 years old she's pushing him I was 12 years old god damn it she's like he, he goes keep your voice down keep your voice down and he like bear hugs her mm-hmm. and then he goes oh why do they have to grow up and I was like oh, oh yeah yeah that was oh that was gross so he's been eating his strawberries, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he starts having the allergic reaction to the strawberries, and he's gagging. Oh, and he collapses, and he's like, "Call that one, one, Nora, please!" And Prophet comes running. In. Of course, he comes out of nowhere. He's well, just, he's just in all, he's in the yeah. other room, right? Yeah, he so just, just walks in though. He's like, walks yeah. in very calm and tells her, like, hands her the phone. He's like, "You make the call," and she goes nine one, and then she just stares at him. He's and, dead. Yeah, and he's like. Ugh. 
dead. Yeah. Super dead. He just she lets him die. And Prophet's like uh basically tells like she's like, What are we gonna say? And he's like the man had an allergic reaction to some strawberries. You know, you gave CPR. You called, told, and he calls nine one one after he dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prophet calls nine one one after the guy dies. It's and, came uh, too late. Yeah, they just got here too late. What are we going to do about it? But uh, I also, but I just like that. Like, yeah, good. That guy. We, we, we killed. We killed, we killed a one. wild, horrible child molester who yeah. was about to rape another child. That's totally fine. Meanwhile. Bobby has shown up in the beginning of the episode. Bobby's going crazy. Bobby is wildin'. Bobby shows up, tells her, I want a new car. I, I, my car got towed. They towed yeah. my car. $900 in parking tickets, I guess. And she, he's like, you know, I told you a hundred times, just send me the parking ticket. She's like, it doesn't matter. I want something new. Something red and lush. Uh, and he's like, I can't buy you a new car every time you want a new car. She basically mm-hmm. threatens him again. He's going to have to buy me a new car. He puts Gail out on picking out the car, which was an, an, another odd character trait where she's like, this one's my favorite. 24 cylinders, goes from zero to whatever, and just That's enough a- time to get pulled over and then go, I don't know how a speeding officer, and then you drop the hammer on him and let them eat your duts. She's like, I like cars. Why uh, do you like cars? Yeah, you also, we saw her car in the last episode. It's a yeah, piece it's of a, shit. It's pretty bad. It's, it's a pretty bucket. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Bobby shows up, uh, wants a new car. He comes to deliver the car. Bobby is drugged up out of her fucking mind Ooh. with trash with a dude named trash <laughs> the dude who is supposed trash. to be punk rock and she is now also punk rocked up a little bit yep. in that she's got a black leather jacket and mm-hmm. someone has like halloween hairspray colored hairsprayed some of her hair yeah trash looks very similar same shitty hair dye and mm-hmm. some drawn on tattoos uh pete's and props like you're not driving that car when you're on drugs uh, and he's like, all right, trash, you drive. Whatever. And she climbs in his, like, she sits in his lap while he's driving with, like, her feet out the window as they speed off or whatever, which yep. is an odd choice. She eventually calls back. She's like, I'm driving and I'm high, high. Like, she literally just says, I'm on drugs. Uh, and he's trying to tell her to pull over. She's not pulling she's over. She's not. And she's, she's wild and swerving in between traffic. She crashes the car. Yeah. Um, as, you, as you usually do. Yeah, because she's all fucked up and whatever, and he goes to the he goes and sees her in the hospital. And mm-hmm. this, I laughed so hard at this moment. Oh. He's doing a voiceover, and it's like the police. The uh, he's walking into the room. She's like out of it, like she's completely unconscious on the bed. And uh, he's like, the doctors say she's like she should have died, but maybe the uh, insane amount of narcotics in her system numbed her to the trauma. Uh, the doctors say the only thing that help her now is the unconditional love and support of her family. At which point he picks up a pitcher of water and just, <laughs> just dumps it on dumps her fucking it head. That <laughs> made me yeah. laugh. That made me laugh real hard. And I then really proceeds thought. to berate her a little bit. He calls her a gutter slut. I believe he does a drug addict a gutter, gutter slut. Yes. Um, well, basically he tells her like you got to get your shit together. Yeah. Right? You're wild. Uh, she goes to. She's like, this is insane. She's like, this is a fucking D. Like, did they take my blood at the hospital? And it's like, yeah, of course they did. They had to yeah. know what fucking drugs you were on before they could give you other drugs. And she's like, this is a fucking DUI. And if trash doesn't make it, then that's a manslaughter charge. She's like, you better fix this, or because I've still got fucking dirt on you, or whatever. And he just backhands her, pop. <laughs> Which was weird because yeah. you've never really seen Prophet hit somebody like that. Never. Uh, you know, he kills his father, but you've never seen him just pop somebody. Yeah. And he just fucking backhands her, and he's like, look. Get your shit together. You can either, for some reason, you are the one, like, you're the emotional support for Chaz, whoever. Mm-hmm. So you can either get your shit together and help me steer the fourth largest center of wealth and power in this country, or you can fucking die in a 
ditch some fucking place, but Pretty get your much. shit together, right? Which she does, I guess. Yeah, I think she kind of kind of straightens up a little bit. They never really explained how she escaped all those charges, which were crazy because you know. Well, he says at one point while she's talking, she's like, he says, "Look, witnesses can be bought, blood tests can be tainted." All that's fine, but you got to get your shit together. So, like, yeah. that's how he's going to fucking figure it out. He's just yeah. going to profit it, right? He's going to figure out he'll, he'll profit it some way. But here's a weird move, right? So before he tells Chaz, before he tells Chaz that he should keep Pete on, mm-hmm. Chaz tells Profit, "I'm giving you Pete's job." Yep. Which is the job that he he's he wanted. wanted the whole time. Yeah. The whole reason he came to this company that's was to be the job. head of acquisitions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he tells him, "No, you got to keep fucking Pete on or whatever." The show ends at a dinner at Chaz's. All everybody, Pete's there, Nora's there, Bobby's there, everybody's in tuxedos. Uh, and Chaz says, uh, three, I have a toast. Well, I guess three toasts. To family, to G&G, and to Jim. Because <laughs> Jim's the savior of everything at all times, right? Uh, they're going to have dinner in 20 minutes. Pete's, mm-hmm. Jim got a profit, walks off to another room. Bobby follows him. Tells him, look, like, so at one point, Pete's like, hey, you're, like, why are you the only one here without a date? Like, uh, you're not bad looking. You make a little bit of money. I'm sure somebody could find you a girl or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he wanted, he leaves. Bobby shows up, and they have a little conversation where he's like, she says, you know, I, they tell you to take it one day at a time, but maybe you got to take it one minute at a time. Because she's like, I'm trying, but that's what I'm going to do. Uh, and then they have this moment where she's like, come on, you know I'm the only one for you or whatever. Love me. Love me. And he does. And he, they make out. And he I'm like, does. you can't be making out with your mom and your boss's wife in his house when people are around. Somebody literally just walked in the door the other a minute ago and was like, dinner's in 20 minutes, right? Yeah. So, like, that's not a smart move. But the camera kind of pans out. We see him making out with her. Pete's there. Chad's like, we see all the players. And mm-hmm. there's a voiceover about how family's the most important thing. And it pans back. So we see the Grayson name plate on front of this mansion. And, uh... That's the end of profit. That's the end of profit, and you know what? That that created so many exciting things because, like, we still didn't figure out what's going on with uh, the security lady and Sykes. Yeah, Ireland. Sykes. We don't know what what she found out in Ireland. The real Jim Profit, uh, and and honestly, I was just kind of excited to see what new criminals. Could he take down? Could he take down a whole uh, sex trafficking ring? Yeah. Could he take down some... MS-13 or some shit. Some Klansmen? Can he take down some Klansmen this time? Like, where where was Profit going to go to find new acquisitions to take down people? Uh, Would you recommend people watch this show? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I really would. It was was cool. It was dangerous. It was fun. The thing that, 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 that made this show really special was it always gave you the pieces, but you never really could connect all the pieces yeah, to the very yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. give you that. I feel like this show is very good at tying things. There's never like a, oh, but what about this thing that doesn't really make sense? There's stuff mm-hmm. that like a line doesn't make sense, but yeah. all the threads, anything that's sort of storyline always comes together very neatly. It's, it's good. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly recommend people watch Profit. Oh, definitely. And not even like a, like a, oh, just have it on and cook. No, like sit no, down. No, no, sit down and pay attention. And watch it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Watch it, watch it. Because that was fun. 
Word, that was you got, fun. You got anything you want to plug? Let's uh, be out on Thursday. Let's see Thursday. Oh, on Thursday night, I'll be doing. Oh, I'll be doing a talk for the general general assembly uh, for Black History Month on how to be your own boss. I'm moderating the conversation with five other black entrepreneurs there, and then that night I'll be doing. You look like a roast show where I'll be roasting my co-host, the Angelina Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna go and make sure she cries. <laughs> and then uh, Saturday, uh, every Saturday until like the 9th of March, uh, I'll be doing Super Black. It's a 70s black exploitation improv show thing so pull up have fun and you're gonna see me wear some heels and uh you know get down on it so <laughs> do all that shit uh i'm at um, headlining sure thing if you're in austin uh this coming friday at the fallout theater so go check that show out i've got other stuff coming up um i'll be doing some stuff during south by i can't announce yet but keep an eye out for that uh, uh if you like the show rate review subscribe tell your friends uh Leave us a five-star review on Amazon. I will be putting out what the next show is uh, on Thursday when I release this episode. So keep an eye out for that. And we will see you next week. Oh.